This episode of the OP Radio Podcast, sponsored by Skylight Frame. You could get $10 off your purchase of a Skylight Frame when you go to skylightframe.com, enter the code OP, O-P-I-E. That's right, get $10 off your purchase of a Skylight Frame. Just go to skylightframe.com, enter the code OP, O-P-I-E. Once again, S-K-Y-L-I-G-H-T-F-R-A-M-E. E skylightframe.com promo code OP O P I E. By the way, this is perfect for Mother's Day. Oh, yeah. Hey there, Mom. Don't let Congressman Matt Gates kiss your baby. He might want to diddle it. Gates denies allegations that he had sex with a 17-year-old and that he paid money to a sex trafficker for gals, yet Venmo didn't keep it on the down low. Better cut that pompadour, Gatesy, or you'll be the belle of the ball in cell block C. Oh, Matty, you've been a naughty, naughty boy, allegedly. Live streaming over the Hudson River as the sun goes down. Got the dog panting in the background. What's up, Jake Poynton? You are first on the Facebook. Pat Duffy, what's going on, buddy? Stephen Lowry and Brian A. Henner and Tim Jones and Milt Miranda. Michelle Sachaki. I'm finally trying to say your name, Michelle. My God. And first on the YouTube, William Ruiz. What's up, he says. What's up, Boop? RJ New on the YouTube and Casey in NorCal. Yes, we're in New York City looking over the Hudson River towards Jersey as the sun goes down. Uh, where's the dog? The dog's right behind me panting up a storm. He just uh, sniffed, I don't know, 20 to 30 dog butts at the, uh, at the dog park. So got my second shot for the coronavirus. And people get very, very upset when you get vaccinated. They're not in your life. They don't know much about you, but they get very, very upset. Uh, and then others are very, very happy for you. Actually, I had a bunch of healthcare workers actually thank me uh, when I posted it on my socials. But I went down to the Javits Center. My God, they got it organized down there. I took my little electric scooter. I told the Army man to hold my electric scooter. I'm getting my second shot. With sitting there for 15 or 20 minutes just to make sure everything's all right, I was uh, I was in and out of there within a half hour. I got the Pfizer. I got to be honest, I don't feel that great. I don't know if it's from the second shot. I got to be careful. My fully vaccinated mom just tested positive for the COVID, Pat Duffy's saying. Oh, my God. I don't know if you could still get the, the COVID if you're vaccinated. I don't know if you're just a spreader. I have no idea. Dear man, no clue whatsoever. I hope she does okay there, Pat Duffy. That's for sure. Uh, but I definitely uh, feel very run down. I got um, a very sore right arm. I didn't have a sore arm after my first shot, to be honest with you. But the second one, what maybe it hit a muscle or something. Uh, but my right arm is really, really sore. I got uh, kind of a wishy-washy feeling. Feel a little run down. I got a little headache. Um, so I don't know if it was from the, uh, the second shot, but, uh, 
Just telling you my experience. Uh, Jamie Edgendorfer. I got the J&J. This might be my last comment uh, with the smiley face, hopefully. Oh, no, you didn't go smiley face. You'll be all right. You'll definitely be all right, man. Don't don't sweat it. There are people in my in our orbit uh, that got the Johnson and Johnson before they pulled it, and they had no issues whatsoever. I could definitely say that. Uh, my wife got a second opinion on her shoulder, and uh, now they're saying fucking surgery. It's been four months since she broke her shoulder really bad right before Christmas outside uh, outside my house. We had a terrible ice storm. The steps were really, really icy, and she fell really bad, broken in two places. And we were really, really hoping by now that uh, she'd, she would be a lot better. But uh, things weren't progressing like we were hoping, so she got a second opinion. Another reason we came to the city. And um, God, they're basically saying she has a frozen shoulder, and they want to they want to jump in there and see what's going on and try to help her out a little bit. So we might be uh, scheduling some damn shoulder surgery. But what did you do with the groceries, Gary Krasinski says. <laughs> groceries, my God. I just, we decided we wanted uh, chicken parm sandwiches for dinner. $42 later, I got two Sambos. They're not that good. Honestly, uh, Carl's Chicken Parm down there in Chatham, New Jersey, when he owned that other restaurant, I mean, his... His chicken parm sandwiches were to die for. Steve Blake, sup, Ope? Come to Florida. No ice slips down here. What part of uh, what part of Florida, my friend? I got the wheeze. He's down there in Fort Lauderdale. I can't believe that was um, the last trip I took. Got back from Fort Lauderdale and a mere, I don't know, less than a month later, the whole world shut down. And that was my last trip. And I really, really wish I could get down there and see Wheeze again. Also, I just found out that my friend, and you're going you're gonna to be like, what? If you haven't been uh, keeping tabs on me, but my friend, Bubba the Love Sponge. Yes, we are now friends. Uh, that'll make some people roll their eyes, but he's done my, um, my podcast a couple times. I did his show once, I think, maybe twice. I forget now. Um, he walked off his damn show today because he's got the COVID. So I was texting with him today. He thinks he's on the other side of it, but uh, Bubba the Love Sponge has has the coronavirus. And then there was a rumor, if I could believe, uh, pretty plus more. She says that the whole show got the coronavirus. Sergeant Facetti will drive me to Florida. Well, we don't know what part of Florida we're going to. Miami's pretty fucking cool. Although uh, that's a that's a, a city that makes you look like a schlub. Uh, Pat Duffy's calling Bubba the love sponge. Bubba the COVID sponge. <laughs> the super soaking sponge. Jesus, you guys are brutal, man. Uh, but anyway, yeah, Miami's the type of place. If you think you're even sort of good looking, you go to Miami and they'll put you right in your fucking place as all these supermodels are just walking around left and right. Whatever number you think you're in Jersey, you got to take at least four... Or five numbers off that number. So if you if you think you're a good solid seven or eight in Jersey, down there in Miami, you're a two or a fucking three. That's the worst part about uh, going to Miami. Uh, Andy Vollen, I want to take whatever shot Brother Weez got. I don't I don't know um, if Weez got actually vaccinated because uh, vaccinated. Excuse me. Um, I really feel fucking sluggish. I'm, I I cannot. Uh, 
I can't fake this one today, man. I'm I, I'm very very tired. Um, brother, we've had the coronavirus though. You wanna you wanna get the treatment he got? Let's just put it that way, because he was in really fucking bad shape, and now he sounds better than ever on the radio, man. Uh, Graham Crawford the fourth. I went over that. How are you feeling after getting the second shot? Now, I got to be careful because I don't know if it's from the shot, and uh, you can't give out medical advice on YouTube. They get very very touchy about that. So. I could say that my right arm is really, really sore. It wasn't sore after the first shot. Definitely got a headache. Definitely feel like I got a low-level um, fever. Just feel really just whooshy. Feel just uh, a bit out of it. Um, but it could be from, you know, all the driving and stuff and getting the whole family back to New York City. It's, it's, quite, it's quite the uh, effort to do this now with a dog and packing a car. And the dog is so scared of... Uh, being in a moving car, he wants to sit on my lap in uh, the front seat. The problem is he's at least 80 pounds, maybe 90 at this point. And the whole car ride, he's just trying to get in the front seat where I'm driving the car. Ah, I just fought it. Oh, really, man? Ah, Jamie Marie D. That would have been awesome. One of the regulars. I know Jamie Marie D from these live streams. Hold on. I got to go backwards. Uh, she writes, and I was one of the people vaccinating people at the Javits today. Wish I knew you were coming today. God, I wish I would have said that. I would have I absolutely met you. That would have been cool as fuck, man. Um, but everyone was really, really, really nice down there. And Jamie, thank you so much for what, uh, what you're doing. I really, really appreciate it uh, to all the healthcare workers. My God, they got it incredibly organized down at the Javits Center. Dan C. Suppo, been a fan since WAAF, the only station that really rocks. Thank you, Dan C. How's Boston? I've been humming uh, and trying to sing along to Dirty Water by the Standells a lot lately. I, I took my electric scooter. There's a bike path right below me that went that goes all the way to the Javits Center. And I was humming uh, the Standells' Dirty Water on the way to the Javits Center to get my second shot and on the way home for whatever reason. I have no idea. And speaking of songs, do yourself a favor. You might have even heard it by now because it's already got just stupid views on YouTube. But Mick Jagger uh, came out with a song with Dave Grohl. It's all about the pandemic. It is so fucking catchy. I've listened to it like four or five times already. Do yourself a favor and check that out. I think it's called uh, Anybody Out There? Help me. I don't have any producers. I'm just turning on a live stream off my iPad and just winging it. I think uh, I think there's uh, easy in the title or something, but it's really, really good, man. And he really talks about it, everything we've been through in the last uh, year with the coronavirus. It's not watermelon sugar, Rachel. Now you're going to get that stuck in my head. That stupid Harry Styles watermelon sugar. <laughs> Did security watch your scooter again? Uh, Rich wants to know. No, an army man. I go, excuse me, Mr. Army Man. And I was, I was... I was absolutely calling everyone army man and woman, you know, but then I was like, are you, are you even uh, supposed to acknowledge gender at this stage in our, in our lives? I don't even know. Easy sleazy. Thank you. Uh, Lucienne uh, Swift. Thank you. Yes. That's the name of the song by Mick Jagger and Dave Grohl. And it's very, very catchy. I like it a lot. It's not star, 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 Chris Shoplock. <laughs> You got a radio job on regular radio and you want to get fired 
blow up the playlist and play the Rolling Stones star on your home of rock and roll. You'll be fired before the song is over. I had to beg for my job back after I made that mistake. Emotional Rescue, one of my favorite Stone songs. That's that's a good one. That's a good pick, Andy Vollin. Oh, Matty Rock also got his second shot today. So uh, a little shout out to Matty Rock. I don't know if he joins the live streams. Uh, maybe he does from time to time. I don't really see him in here. But, uh, you know, uh, a friend of mine who I met through Carl, Matty Rock, he also is fully vaccinated. So <laughs> Casey NorCal, I got my second and third shots last night. Might have some more shots tonight. <laughs> you dick. I think, you're, uh, I think you're against it, aren't you, Casey? I think you're one of those guys, right? Yeah, Bill Augerman. That's why I was I wasn't gonna tell the whole story today, but yes, didn't you accidentally play a stone song with swearing in it when you worked with Iron Mike Benson? Yes, Iron Mike Benson, uh, who's no longer with us, another radio guy that uh, died way, way, way too young. There's a bunch of them at this point. Um, yeah, he was at a car show cranking the fox in Buffalo. And I was on the radio, and it was – I remember the promotion. It was called Pick Your Stones Weekend. So you call up and go, hey, man, can you play Shattered? And you're like, yeah, man, where are you calling from? And it was like, hey, it's John from Cheektawaga. All right, John from Cheektawaga, here's Shattered on the Fox. And uh, I was flirting with girls on the line. When I was a music jock, I was bored to tears. That's why I just started talking on my own. I said, I got to either – Become a talk show host or forget it. I got to go find something else to do because just playing records on the radio is just stupid. All right, so back to Buffalo. So Mike Benson's at the car show that we're promoting. So we're cranking the Fox throughout the whole place. I forgot where it was held. And uh, I'm on the radio and everyone's picking their Rolling Stones songs. And I'm uh, distracted because I'm just flirting with every girl that called the radio station that had a sexy voice. True story. And all of a sudden, um, some guy calls up, some dick, and he goes, uh, he goes, uh, hey, can you play Star by the Rolling Stones? And I did the whole spiel. Oh, I love that song. Right on, man. What's your favorite station in Buffalo? Oh, the Fox. All right, here's the, here's Star by the Rolling Stones on Pick Your Stones Weekend. And if you don't know the song, I didn't know it at the time. I just made believe I knew the fucking song. Never heard it before in my life, which is a true story, too. So uh, where the car convention was happening, the car show, whatever, that Mike Benson was, uh, you know, there uh, with the big uh, speaker on top of the Fox van. Coming through the speakers is the Rolling Stones star. They say fuck in that song probably a hundred times. And basically over and over again, the chorus is fuck a star, 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 fuck a star. It just goes on and on. And right after I uh, started that song, I turned down the monitors in the radio station so I could get back to flirting with the girls on uh, on uh, the phone lines. And then all of a sudden the hotline is ringing. It's Mike Benson. And I go, hey, Mike, how's it going at the car show? You know, this isn't on the on the air, but I, I'm just asking how it was going. And he's like, dude, turn up the monitor. I'm like, what are you talking about, Mike? So I turn up the monitor in the in the studio to hear fuck a star, fuck a star, fuck a star, fuck a star, which was a massive no-no back in the day on regular radio. Now satellite radio, for the most part, it, it simply doesn't matter. And I'm like, I turned beat red. I started panicking. I, I couldn't get the song off the air fast enough. 
And then I just dreaded the next phone call, which was from the boss. He goes, Opie, I'll see you in my office Monday morning at nine. And then I had to fucking just sweat it out all weekend. And I threw myself on the sword, begged for my job, swore that I didn't do it on purpose, and I never heard the song, and it'll never happen again, and blah, blah, blah. I was trying to save my $12,000 a year job. Then I saved it. But man, did they give me a talking to. Who owns the rights to the Opie and Anthony show? Uh, JF, that would be at this point the fans. The fucking fans own the rights to the Opie and Anthony show. These guys have uh, channels all over the place monetizing old Opie and Anthony um, uh, material, making stupid money, and me and Anthony don't see a dime of that. So to answer your question, I would have to say the fans own the rights to the show. I mean, it's kind of flattering that people still, you know, want to check out Opie and Anthony stuff all these years later, but, oh my God, the amount of money we would have made if uh, we did that properly back in the day. Opie, what do you think about Adam Carolla? You've written that comment about five times there, George Norman. He's, you know, he's Adam Carolla. First time I met him, we kind of shared a, a, a super agent. Or or my super agent, Bob Eatman, another guy no longer with us. And I think tomorrow or right around now is the seven-year anniversary of uh, Otto's death. We shared a we shared an agent. So when I was in L.A. and I wasn't working back in 2002, I was living with my, my agent. In L.A., I just decided I needed to get the fuck out of New York, and I ended up living uh, at my agent's house for, I don't know, a couple of months. I used it I used it for a place to put my stuff down, and then I would drive up to San Francisco. I remember I drove from L.A. to San Francisco to see Jim Norton, who was performing up there. And I also had an old college roommate that lived there, so I hung out in San Francisco for a couple of weeks, and I'd go back to L.A. to my agent's house. And then um, I told the story, but I was at the House of Blues um, Stephen Lynch was performing. I didn't know. I was I was at the comedy store across the street, and I, I look at the the marquee across the street at the House of Blues. I'm like, Stephen Lynch is playing. Holy shit, my old friend, you know? So I went and saw Stephen Lynch, and then he's like, dude, we're all going to Vegas tomorrow. Why don't you come for the road trip? So then I, I drove with him and his gang to uh, Vegas from L.A. because he had a gig in Vegas, and then back to L.A., then back to my agent's house, blah, blah, blah. All right. So while I was out there on a boring night, Bob Eatman goes, hey, you want to check out Love Lines? They're taping Love Lines. I'm like, yeah, man, that'd be cool. So we go to the studio, and it was set up really nice. I remember we were, like, sitting on a couch and looking through a giant glass window, and uh, Adam Carolla and Dr. Drew were in there doing their thing. And uh, they they kept kind of looking at me because back then, uh, certainly I was very recognizable. And they absolutely recognized me, and they kept kind of, you know, keeping an eye on me. And then they went to break, and they both come out of the studio. And this is where I say that Adam Carolla is just whatever. Adam Carolla just goes, what are you doing here? Doesn't introduce himself. We don't shake hands. That's all he says to me. What are you doing here? And walks out like he didn't give a fuck. He was almost annoyed I was there. And then Dr. Drew's like, hey, man, I know who you are, and nice to meet you, blah, blah, blah. And we ended up talking through the, the commercial break. And he couldn't have been cooler and nicer. And then Adam Curl pretty much walked right by me to get back in the studio. So the only thing he ever said to me 
to that point was, what are you doing here? And I told that whole story on the air a few times, got back to Corolla. So there was some weird like uh, bad blood that was probably misrepresented, to be honest with you. But then years later, Adam Corolla uh, came on the show and um, I told him that story. And, uh, you know, and then we were, we were cool. We were cool. There was no big deal. We buried whatever weird like vibe we had toward towards each other. And he was really good on the um, the show that day, I remember. And that's it. Adam's just whatever. I mean, he he seems like he's a tough cookie. He seems like he's a he's a tough one to get to know. The Man Show is special, though. You know the story of the Man Show, right? When they were looking for a replacement replacements for the Man Show, uh, me and Anthony at this point were fired from CBS Radio for the Sex for Sam thing, and we never really were officially fired. They paid out our contracts, which meant we couldn't do anything else unless we got their permission. They didn't want us going anywhere. They just wanted to sit all nice and, and they were hoping that it would destroy our, our careers. And during that time, uh, Kimmel was moving on from the man show and uh, we got the call to, uh, you know, they were thinking about me and Anthony replacing Jimmy Kimmel and Adam Carolla on the man show. And we had a really, really good interview. I remember that um, in a big boardroom. And they were really, really into us. They thought we'd be perfect for the man show. I remember talking to, I, I would assume, Anthony and Bob, our agent. I'm like, oh, my God. Like, this is perfect. We'll be able to work again. It's, it's, it's the same company. So if they're going to give permission, if Comedy Central wants us, I don't think we officially had an offer. I don't remember that part of it, but I remember that uh, we got the phone call where Bob called us and basically said, uh, yeah, CBS stopped that dead in its tracks. They don't want you being the new host of the Mad Show. And then they moved on uh, and found, uh, you know, two, uh, two basic guys named Joe Rogan and, and Doug Stanhope. Oh, my God. We were in the running for that gig, man. Oh, God, what a weird fucking career in life. Well, 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 look who's back with the podcast, Skylight Frame. If you go to skylightframe.com right now, you could get $10 off. I love Skylight Frame. They started advertising with the podcast, and what happens is they give you the product for free so you can try it out and uh, know what you're talking about. And I loved Skylight Frame so much that I went on skylightframe.com I didn't use the promo code Opie to get my $10 off, unfortunately. But I bought two more skylight frames for the people in my life. And you got Mother's Day right around the corner. Oh, my God, it's here again. You've done the flowers. You've done the chocolates. You've done the stuffed animals. And you even did those damn gold-dipped roses. Do something different for mom this year. The skylight frame is perfect, I'm telling you. And of course, nowadays, staying in touch with those we love is more important than ever. And the easiest way to do that is with the Skylight, a photo frame you can email photos to anytime from anywhere. A great way to feel close to those you love, even when you're far away. So basically, your mom, she's somewhere else. You don't know where she is. Well, you know where she is. And she gets up in the morning to make her little tea or a cup of coffee, and she's got her skylight frame on the counter, and next thing you know, she sees all the new pictures that you uploaded to her skylight frame overnight. Nice, right? Real nice. 
And the skylight frame, it's gorgeous, 10-inch touchscreen. You can swipe through photos with your finger and even tap to thank the person who sent a photo. 100% satisfaction guaranteed. And if you don't love your skylight, they'll offer you a full refund. But I know you're going to love it. Preload it with favorite photos for a special Mother's Day gift. Surprise them with photos they didn't even know you had. You can tap the heart button and it will let the senders know you love the photo. This makes the frame interactive and fun to use. Yes, fun to use. Very simple. Even my non-tech savvy parents can set it up and use it. Uh, sure. I got imaginary parents for this live read. Sure. Yeah, that's exactly what they did. Uh, their customers love Skylight. One Facebook review said, this gives her a little glimpse of us every day. And then when we talk on the phone, she could talk to the boys about the pictures we sent. We got a special holiday offer. You could get $10 off your purchase of a Skylight frame. When you go to skylightframe.com, enter the code OPIE, O-P-I-E. That's right. $10 off your purchase of a Skylight frame. Just go to skylightframe.com, enter the code OPIE, O-P-I-E. Do this to support the podcast and to make your mom happy. Once again, S-K-Y-L-I-G-H-T-F-R-A-M-E, skylightframe.com, promo code OPIE. Was Rocco at AAF Cool, Dan C. He's another guy that's uh, no longer with us. Another radio guy that died way too young. I don't, th- I don't even think Rocco was 40 when he died or in his early 40s. Rocco was cool as hell, man. I had no issues with Rocco whatsoever. He was, he was a badass from, uh, I think it was Tampa. I think WAAF got him from uh, Tampa. But, yeah, I liked Rocco a lot. He was, he was definitely a cool guy, man. His son's got to be like, his son's got to be like 35 by now. ONA were crushing Howie and he knew it. 100%. If we never got fired for the sex for Sam, I think we would have surpassed Howard Stern um, in the New York City market. We were right the fuck there. Really young Dan C says, yeah, man, that was, uh, that was terrible. And then I only found out, um, less than a year ago that Chris Engel also died that we worked with at WAF, the only station that really rocks. And he was a great guy, man. He was, um, he was the producer for the Hillman, and he was never had a bad word to say about me or Anthony or anybody else. Really just solid, good dude. Um, and, uh, I, I don't remember how I found out, but it, that shocked the hell out of me because I've, I've lost touch with uh, a bunch of those guys. And uh, he died young too, man. Something with his uh, with his uh, esophagus. Uh, Brian Bernard, no question. O and A were at the top of their game during the time of Sex for Sam. Uh, o and A featuring Little Jimmy was the best radio show, man. When we were hitting on all cylinders, we uh, we sure were. We sure were. Ooh, look at the buildings reflecting on the Hudson River. That's just beautiful. My goodness. I like that. Where you going, doggy? Bored? Or you realize I had no treats for you? Are you going to just lay there now? Yeah, why don't you lay there? Just don't pee on anything, please. For the love of God, please. Andy Violin, Opie and Brother Wee should definitely do another stream together. Yes, yes, we'll do that. Well, he was going to do, 
He was going to jump on my uh, podcast, and he got real. I mean, he got really sick with the coronavirus. I'm not going to lie to you. I really thought, God, I hope he's not watching this. I really thought he was a goner. It was bad. It was bad. His oxygen levels were not good. Uh, you are clearly renting space in Anthony's head. He needs to move on already. I, you know, at this point, I, I, I don't know what else to say about that. I just wish him the best. That's all I could do. I just wish him the best, man. You know, it's a shame that uh, we didn't get along all those years. It's an absolute fucking shame. Bill, uh, weigh in. Uh, well, I started by talking about that, Bill. How was your second shot? Oh, I got mine yesterday. I'm feeling pretty decent. You're feeling good? I kind of go back and forth. I, I feel definitely sluggish. I definitely have a, a headache today that I didn't have this morning when I went to get my second shot. I feel like uh, I have a low-level... Um, fever and i also have a really sore arm which didn't happen with the first shot and uh i just feel like like whooshy like i feel like a half a step behind today i could just be run down from uh running you know uh, getting everyone back to new york city and losing my facebook page by the way my facebook page is still just floating out there whatever And, and i've been just clicking and trying to find how to solve the issues i have that are particular to me, and I just can't find the proper uh, info with the Google, and I'm just clicking away on my Facebook, going, oh, maybe I'll just try this combo of clicks, and then it's fucking up other things. I'm a mess with my Facebook. Oh, it's embarrassing. I don't know, man. I, I, I ranted about this, I think it was yesterday, the eggheads, the eggheads in America, to them, like, you know, navigating Facebook, like, if you just have a basic Facebook page and you don't have a fan page that's connected to your regular Facebook page and then you're, like, trying to make a little bit of a business out of it, it's a nightmare. But to these eggheads, it all makes sense. But they can't make it simple for us just common folk. I don't have to explain that to you, man. We all get just stuck trying to figure out shit with our social media from time to time. and It's a pain in the ass. No aspirin, Benjamin Tucker? I won't take any aspirin then. Tylenol's fine. All right. I only found out recently that Tylenol's not aspirin. (laughs) I swear to God. Is that the Loch Ness Monster? Oh, that's just a boat. I thought the Loch Ness Monster was in the Hudson River, so maybe I am feeling the effects of the second shot. (laughs) Does anyone else see that? It's that long streak, but obviously it's the wake of the boat, but... I looked up and saw that. I'm like, oh, my God, the Loch Ness Monster's in the Hudson River. Time to go under the vacant house? Yeah, I should do that just to, you know, j- just to keep the bullshit going. You know, I, when I go under the vacant house or under the bridge, you know, then then it gives fodder to, I'm crazy. Look, he's under a bridge. He's losing it. <laughs> it's Sully. He crashed again. No one else saw the Loch Ness Monster. It's just me, huh? All right. Can't be Godzilla. Ooh, maybe just the top of Godzilla's head. How freaked out would you be if that little dot just off center in the shot in the river just turned into a giant monster standing up in the middle of the Hudson River? Oh, my God. Oh, I got one other thing. Uh, I finally saw. I'm not a big superhero uh, fan. But my son, uh, out of nowhere, for real, just totally got into it. So we uh, rented Infinity War. And uh, I loved it. 
I absolutely loved it. But is it just me or Scarlett Johansson? Oh, wow. Benjamin Tucker giving me some, mo uh, some money for your slurry, nonsensical rant. Thank you, Benjamin Tucker. Um, but Scarlett Johansson, she was just walking around in that movie. She didn't do much of anything. She, and she was just flipping her, her hair that was blown out. She was looking like a, a rock star. But she didn't do anything in that movie, right? I didn't miss anything, did I? She was just prancing around in that fucking movie and probably made millions. And I couldn't tell you what she actually did in, in, in uh, Infinity War. But then, like, a lot of the superheroes that were in uh, Infinity War, they didn't do much of anything. They were just kind of there, prancing about. Do a live stream with the mole people. Oh, my God. Pat, we should go underground. You'd be perfect for that. I know where the spot is, but if you pick the wrong spot, you fall to your death. Um, the, the videos are on my, uh, on my YouTube channel, Moses Gates, urban explorer took me on an adventure and we went into the Amtrak tunnels, which are right under this building and go all the way up to Harlem. You could, you could walk from this building all the way up to Harlem under fucking ground in the tunnels, the Amtrak tunnels. And some of the tunnels don't have tracks anymore. And back in the, uh, seventies, um, you know, uh, some people think it was an urban myth, but it absolutely wasn't. This city was such a mess. So many people were living underground in the tunnels. They estimated it at thousands, thousands of people under fucking ground. And they would break into the pipes so they would have running water. And they would wire their own shit so they had TV down there. And they finally cleared out the tunnels. But uh, Moses Gates took me for a little tour down there. It was amazing. The graffiti art, artist that uh, went down there and, and did some pieces. You could actually, if you could, if you Google it, you could see some of these pieces. But you got to remember, this is what's so cool about art and some artists. Some artists don't really give a fuck if they ever have an audience, which I, I find uh, awesome. Um, so these guys that were really, really good artists went down into the Amtrak tunnels where the mole people lived way back in the day, 70s and 80s, I think. And uh, they did these amazing murals on the walls that are there to this day. But every once in a while, then you got a new artist that has to spray paint and do their horse shit over somebody else's work, which is so frustrating because some of these pieces are, are now well known to New Yorkers and whatnot. But these guys did it way before, obviously, the Internet. So they, when they did it, they didn't think that people would ever really, really see their work. So you, you got a lot of that down there. And then um, me and Moses were walking along the tracks, and every once in a while he, he would basically go, run, because the Amtrak uh, fucking uh, trains were coming. Uh, for the most part, you have, pl most part, you have plenty of room um, to get out of the way, but when those, when those trains came flying through, it was really fucking scary. And then we got to a section that had a ledge, and it was pitch dark, and I forgot her name, but he's basically uh, calling out this lady's name because uh, he wanted to say hi, because he's gone down in that tunnel many times. And there's a lady, this goes back, uh, I don't know, I think I did this about seven years ago, where uh, this lady was still living down there, and she was known to have a lot of fucking cats. And Moses was yelling into this um, uh, ledge or whatever that went back, back into the wall or whatever. And he was uh, trying to get her to come forward so she would talk to us, but she wasn't there when we, uh, 
we're doing our exploring, but uh, that would be a cool podcast or a cool live stream. But you see, you got to walk along the uh, West Side Highway in the gutter. And uh, New York City keeps trying to cover up these holes that lead down into the tunnels. And they they actually put like garbage and stuff. So uh, so you don't go down into the into the tunnel. And sometimes they put like, you know, I'll be honest, like shit and stuff. So you're so you're, you're like, fuck, no, I'm not going in that. But if you pick the wrong tunnel, I think you could fall to your death. The one we went down in, all of a sudden you had to just kind of slide and have a little faith. And Moses is like, trust me, I know this. And all of a sudden I just slid through a hole without knowing what the fuck was on the other side. And it opens up to a giant gravel hill and you slide all the way down to the bottom. And that's where all the action is and the tracks and whatnot. Yes. So maybe we should Banksy down there. I wouldn't be surprised if Banksy went down there and did something, waiting for somebody to, you know, finally discover it. I wouldn't be surprised uh, at all by that. All right, but that's not a bad idea. Maybe we should uh, we could do a live stream from down there. I gotta. What I have to do is I gotta get a hold of Moses uh, Gates. He'd be the one. We could just redo it. He could be my tour guide to make sure me and Pat Duffy get down there safe. Pat Duffy goes, I'll go first and clear the way. Right on. <laughs> you could do that. <laughs> you could do that. All right, guys. You discovered him. What, uh, Banksy? Yeah, I got, I got a video on my YouTube channel for real. We, we absolutely uh, captured Banksy. And every once in a while, it pops up and people talk about it. Um, it was when he was doing his stay in New York and doing all these pieces all over New York City. And uh, we were... Uh, we were north of here about, I don't know, 10, 15 blocks. And he had one of these trucks with stuffed animals uh, sticking out the sides with animal noises. Do you remember that display he had? And that was wandering around the city. And the back of that thing opened up and two or three guys pop out. So we filmed the guys popping out, uh, hoping that we would get, uh, you know, a shot of Banksy. No one else was in the area. And then I think it turns out that the actual driver of the truck was Banksy. So I wasn't really paying attention to him necessarily, but he's definitely, uh, he's on camera. And the other two guys went into a church and, uh, and then the other guy who now I believe to be Banksy went uh, back into the driver's seat of that truck. And people debate it to this day. They're like, I, th I really think he got him. I really think he's got some video of Banksy. Yeah, I know. I've heard that, too. Banksy's not one person. It's a bunch of other people spreading the name. I, I have heard that. But I, supposedly the guy that I captured was the main guy that started the whole fucking thing. Who knows? Andy Vaughn, thank you for watching, my friend. He says, thanks for popping on today, Ope. Not going to lie. A little, uh, a little slow today. But uh, hopefully we'll do this again tomorrow afternoon. All right? Benjamin Tucker, thanks for the bucks. You paid for one of the chicken parms tonight, so thank you. Two goddamn sandwiches for forty-one dollars, and I was doing pickup, and then they get sneaky, like it's the you know it's the uh, portable credit card thing, and they she turns it around for me to sign, and she already clicked twenty-five percent tip, and I'm like, no, you're not getting a twenty-five percent tip on two fucking lousy sandwiches that cost forty-one, forty-two dollars. 
Sneaky, sneaky. I still tipped, but I, I, I kept it a little, a little more reasonable. My God. Uh, Jamie, Marie D., take the Tylenol, buddy. I will. And that sucks I didn't get to meet you today. That's so weird that you're definitely one of the regulars to these live streams, and you were right where I was. That would have been cool. I would have been very happy with that.